It's a good show. Hello. Whether you call yourself a sink surfer or a radio eight baller or something else, I think of you as our listener because you're listening right now. So, if you are listening now, perhaps you've been following along this year of daily podcasts that began on August 8th, 2017. And it's been a very weird year, all around. And I believe we've reflected that weirdness, especially when we didn't mean to. And so thanks a lot for following along. And by following along, I mean participating. And by participating, I mean that even now your attention is influencing me in ways I cannot fathom. So, thanks. On this episode, I'm performing the role of the musical guest. It's my first time doing so in the 20-year history of the show, so I hope you'll permit me this small indulgence. After this episode, I'm going to be taking a couple of months off from releasing the daily podcasts to prepare for the long-awaited release, I hope, of our Radio 8 Ball app and the All You Get record that we discuss at length in this episode. Now, during this time... I won't be taking a break from recording Radio 8 Balls. We'll be recording episodes with Mary Lou Lord, uh, Essex Green, Sylvia Black, Myra Flynn, Future Teens, and Stephen Smith, the bands Dirty Vegas and Squeeze. So you got that to look forward to when we come back in November. In the meantime, if you like the daily podcasts, please subscribe to us so you'll know when we're back. And if you wouldn't mind taking some time to give us some good reviews on iTunes and let your friends who dig music and synchronicity know that we exist and there are 352 podcasts to listen to to get ready for our return for season two, well, that would be just plain groovy. So, now, back to the Radio 8 Ball Show with your host, Matt Brusso. Brusso. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake We're here on the radio, tempting fate Wherever you are, putting questions To the songs which we will randomly Select here with the help of our friend Synchronicity, and now it's time for Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. And welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Matt Brousseau. Because today's musical guest is Andras Jones with Marshall Thompson. Hi. And they're providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. Now, uh, this uh, our guest for this one is uh, Ms. Sarah Skinner. Uh, Sarah, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine, thank you. Now, uh, uh, give me a little background here. How do you know uh, Mr. Andras Jones? Mm-hmm. Oh, what, a, what a question. Uh. <laughs> That's that's a huge question, actually. Uh, I know Andras um, from quite a few years back. Uh, we have a connection um, back from my history that perhaps uh, a lot of people would never understand, but that's a connection that is fantastic. And uh, we uh, we know each other from Seattle, 
and we have a love for art and and adventure. And Buddhism. So, well, that was that was I was implying. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, we talk about Buddhism all the time on this show. We're big... Okay. Well, uh, Andres and I, uh, I grew up in a in a in a in a Buddhism. Uh, Buddhism, yes. Um, <laughs> Buddhism that um, that uh, Andres has also been connected with, and that in itself, um, not only just our friendship has connected us, but when and when we uh, found out that we were a part of the same Buddhism, uh, it's like when you do a pinky promise or a, 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 a swear. It's that's it. You just you're just friends for life. Yeah, yeah. I should say. Where it goes. Well, go on. No, no. That's that's all I had to say. I was just gonna say that that Sarah is the 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 reason. I, I well, she's been on the show before, and she's one of my favorite people. And and if you ever get a chance to to you know spend a a crazy night on the town. It's probably being, you know, with her, it's probably being generated by her. She's just a, a rock and roll animal. And she's also a great photographer. And even before I knew that we were going to be, I was going to be coming out with this record, I've talked before on this show how just a few years ago I was living in a shack in the back of a friend's house in Olympia. I'd, got, I'd hit a pretty low point. And as I was pulling myself out of that, I had this inspiration to ask Sarah to take some photos because uh, I've seen her work and she is, I think, like, I don't mean this in the pulling a rabbit out of the hat way. I mean this as in the sort of magic with a K way that she is a magician with her photography that she captures. She brings a kind of power to her work. And it is, like I was saying about Ford's production, it's dangerous, it's on the edge, it, it totally honors the things she's shooting, but she sort of projects herself all over it. And some, I know that working with her, I felt pushed around and bullied and... <laughs> And, and well, Andres, come. I mean come it in the now. good. I mean it in I mean, the best way. On. I mean it in the I mean, best way that you drew something out of me in yeah, that process. Yeah. That was. Don't just say that. Well, I was getting to it. I was getting to it. <laughs> you know what I like to say? I like to say is that uh, when someone says, "Well, what do you do?" and I said, "Well, I'm an artist and I specialize in interpersonal relationships, and I have a camera to document it, and that's what I was doing with Andres." Yeah. You know, we just had, we had an adventure, we had an experience, and I was just better documented, and yeah, sometimes I can be bossy, because I, I need to know, and I, I know what I'm looking for, but uh, the experience with uh, that photo shoot with Andres was amazing. I'm very, very proud of how we showed up, and, and we connected with, with those types of uh Gosh, I don't even know what to say. Photos, whatever. So, apologize for my babbling. But go on. Well, I, I, as an as an actor, I find that the hardest part about photographs is not having something to react to, and working with you takes that like makes that not an issue. It, I always that that is part of what I would say to why I would encourage someone who's uncomfortable being photographed and feels like they haven't been captured on fo on in photos 
that when if they work with you, they get this. They're going to be in action because you can't help but be, you know, like. And I I don't want to use words that scare people off, but like that you take charge of the situation and you put someone in a place. When I was in the place of where these photographs were, I definitely felt like I was reacting to the elements, and one of the elements was you. As well as the elements of the rain and the, you know, and you used um, you used all of the natural spaces and brought out, uh, you know, something. Again, I've no, I've been photographed a lot. I've never had that experience, and it ended up being a, tr- a truly transformative experience for me because through that, that was sort of the the first creative thing that I did to that jump started this whole process that I'm in now with the Radio Eight Ball being a regular thing and coming out with this record and. All of that, I don't want to give all of the credit to the pictures, but there was definitely a sense that that was, that was an initiation for me, an accidental initiation or a planned initiation. Maybe that was it, that it was a chosen initiation. I knew it would be, and I approached it that way, and I got exactly that out of it. Well, I'll just remember, um, I mean, I've, I've studied theater, and I've studied film, and, and I've gotten two years from the Northwest Actors Conservatory, and so I understand um, from an actor's perspective you know, so I direct from an actor's perspective. And I know as from from your perspective, from as an actor or as a creative being or just any person that 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 needs to use motion, right? The idea is to use motion and to and to move through an action. And your job is to not be responsible for doing one thing or another, looking good or whatnot. It's my job to make sure that that happens. Your job is just to do what I say. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, but the, but the main thing is, is like, I know I, it, it's, it's movement. It's, it's the release of pressure, you know? So it's, it's an amazing experience to be with somebody and you give them that permission to say, hey, guess what? You can do whatever you want. You just have to do what I say. Within that, we can do whatever we want. So, now, Sarah, do you remember a, a, a specific? Because you know, a lot of people have to work with Andras. Is there a good trick we can all use when we need to uh, push him in a certain direction? Are we taking? Are we talking about Andras? We're we talking about in everything, in any any particular. I guess. Well, I guess. Uh, I mean, I guess Andras. This is about him. Do you want to get them to do what you want? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, sure. Yes. <laughs> Is that what you're asking? Yes. <laughs> Look them in the eye. Get Sarah to ask me. <laughs> Just look them in the eye. And don't let them look away. Mm-hmm. That's pretty and good. Just keep, looking. Just keep looking them in the eye. You're going to watch his eyes. Soften. You're gonna watch his mouth loosen. You're gonna watch his body look towards you. If you want to get Andres to do something that you want to do, look him in the eye. And don't look away. That's pretty good. Because he is, he is a man of soul, and he will connect to soul. He won't connect to words. He's too smart for that. 
you'll connect to your soul. Don't stop looking him in the eye. And when he does look away, say, fuck you, look me in the fucking eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you can get Andros to do what you want. That's pretty Sorry, I just stole it from all the girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. No, I love it. I love it. Uh, well, well, Sarah, uh, do you have a question for the Pop Oracle? Of course I do. <laughs> and what is that question? What is the... In five years, what does this look like? And now, to engage the Pop Oracle, we're going to pick a card. Any card. Pick a card. Any card. And the answer is song number three, You Move to Chicago. Song number three, You Move to Chicago. You don't need to take the phone out because it's just me solo. Will you chocolate cake? She's just the crumbs You are a dozen long stem roses And she's three wilted moms You're champagne on ice And she's just a warm flat beer But you moved to Chicago And she's still here You moved to Chicago And she's She's, she's still here Well now you're just plain great And she's just plain You got a brilliant mind She's just got a mushy old brain In view over front, I believe I prefer your rear, but you moved to Chicago and she's still here. Yeah, you moved to Chicago and she's still she's she's still she's still She's still, she's still here. Well, if you'd move back to Boston, you'd have nothing to fear. You would have nothing to fear, but... You moved to Chicago And she's still here Yeah, you moved to Chicago And she's still here Yeah, you moved to Chicago And she is She is She's still here Oh, 
She's still here. And that was You Move to Chicago from Andras Jones, the answer to Sarah Skinner's question. In five years, what does this all look like? Now, Andras, tell me about that song. What's, uh, what's going on? Ah, uh, well... First of all, I wish I played it better, but that's okay. Uh, luckily, we can go back and do that later. But uh, but that was uh, so. That's on the record. That's called "You Moved to Chicago," and that is the oldest. That's a song I started writing when I was like 15 years old. So if the, if it seems like an emotionally immature song, it was written by. I don't even know if I was if you can be qualified as emotionally immature when you're 15. You're just. You know, emotionally immature. Uh, you're, just, you're, just, you're just 15. <laughs> you're emotional and immature. Basically. And I was actually musically immature at that point. I wrote that. I feel like that song, in a lot of ways, taught me how to play guitar. Like I wrote that song before I could play it, and it didn't end up on. Any, I put out many records, and it never went on the record. And so when we did it with Ford, and it, it ended up making it onto this record, and I didn't even play guitar on it. It was so funny. Like I, it was a song that I wrote to learn how to play a better, play guitar better, and then. When when it actually came time, something when Ford was on the show and he was talking about how I produced the record by telling him things that I wanted. And one of the things I told him is I'd like to have a whole band sound like my guitar part. So he did that. So he that's what that song is like. And I guess I brought I put it in the set because I wanted an opportunity to let people know who listen to the record that I know that it's an emotionally mature song. And it's that's kind of the role that it plays in the record. Um, it's groovy, I think, when the way the band plays it and the people who sing on sing it. But uh, it's uh, it's an old traveling companion. Well, I mean, forget five years. This is what the song looks like in what twenty five years? Yeah, twenty five. When I you think I, was... I I don't you know I was just taking a light guess. Yeah, Rogers. it's a little longer than that, but yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah. So, what, what did you? Well, well, Sarah, so Sarah, what, what do you? Did this answer your question at all? Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. You can. Yes. Yes. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, absolutely. What inspired you to create this album? Uh, it was a. It was about. What inspired me to make this record and the songs on it, it's about trying to sing the praises of a complex kind of relationship. Uh, my wife and I had, we were married for 11 years and we had an open relationship the whole time. But you were married? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it was okay, a... I've pro- forgotten that part. Yeah. Well, it was, Go ahead. Well, it was long before I met you. Um, and oh shit! That's right. No, no, that's right. Okay, go on. And this is only being recorded. What? Oh, please tell me. <laughs> so <laughs> we can cut out anything cool. you don't you don't want in there. But so yeah, so you just do whatever you, you do. You go on. So the song is was about. That particular song is about the you know it's a it's a love the one you're with kind of song like you moved to Chicago and she's still here, and and it's just a, an opportunity for a lot of sort of my idea of sort of clever kind of dirty wordplay, um, like a little feet. How much type how song. much freedom and how much time do we have? Well, we have total freedom, but we you know we have a couple we have another ten or so minutes. 
Why? What's going on? No, I was just going to say how much food do I have to ask? Uh, yeah. Question that yeah, I'd like yeah, to yeah. Ask. Yeah, you, get, you can ask whatever you want to ask. Um, but as far as answering that, okay, the, 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 what you said, the, the asking, the, answering your question, uh, it was inspired by a relationship that was striving to get beyond jealousy. And it was also, I think, and then, as you know, a lot of times with the, the initial inspiration for something and what it ends up being about is something very different. Very different. Like, I wrote it about a complex relationship. Now when I listen to the record, it feels like about America in the wake of 9-11. Like, there's a... How do you feel about relationships now? Uh, How do you feel about the potential of relationships now? You mean romantic relationships? I, I, I don't, I don't Let's believe Let's call it romantic for fucks and why not. Right? Yeah. I, I think that That's they're... Fun. I feel like they're good for a lot of other people. Um, but Other than you? Yeah. Yeah. I... Likewise. I have a, a kumbaya to that motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> my relationship is with my art and with and and with the people who I'm doing that with. So I do believe in relationship. How I, does that make you feel? When I say that, what that I that wait, which that part? Relationship for somebody else. Let's slow it down, then. I'm having a hard time hearing you. Uh, how does that make me feel? It makes me feel. I know you, I know you well. So come on, don't bullshit me. It makes me feel. Like a, it makes me feel kind of adult. Like it feels make me in the sense of like I feel like an adult in a war, like in a romper room where everyone else is playing games and learning the lessons that I've had to learn to get here. And um, and it, yeah, you just that make, you learned all the lessons. No, no, not that I've learned all the lessons. I've learned all the lessons that the romper rumors are still learning. And I'm not, I'm not actually asking questions thinking that I actually know. I'm literally actually yeah. asking because I want to know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I think that uh, who is someone posted something recently and they're saying I and, and they got a lot of flack for it. But when they, they said when I go on a first date, the first thing I say to someone is, you know, I, I'm look, I hope you've done your work because I don't want to spend the rest of our time knowing each other with you madly projecting yourself onto what me and then the blaming work? me. Uh, what would be the work that someone would need to do for you? For me? No, no. I'm just saying that someone had posted this. I didn't really. No, I know. I know. Uh if someone were to have to do their homework to date you, what would be their homework? Well, first they'd have to read my book, Accidental Initiations in the Kabbalistic Tree of Olympia. That's a very good marketing publicity. No, no, it's not. It's I don't know. I really, that's, I only, it's marketed to people who might date me. Can because, you bullet point this, please? Well, yeah, because basically there's so much please unpacking that I need to do. Just unpack the motherfucker and bullet point. I, we don't all have the time to read the book. Well, see, that's why I don't want to be in relationship with anyone who doesn't have you know the what? time to read my book. Sometimes we don't want to have to have long-engaged sex either, but we can't bullet point that. So come on, just bullet point. I'm telling you, that's why I don't do it. <laughs> I don't. All right. I got no bullets. Right. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play this time out. Okay. Because I know that this is, you know, recorded and like not live. And I'm gonna fuck with you a little bit. Okay. If I were to date you, what were three things that I need to know that I don't already know so that I don't have to read your fucking book? <laughs> okay. Uh, well. Uh, and I know you can cut all of this. That's why I'm telling you. So, That's what I'm asking, I should say. So, uh, three. One, three. I 
do not believe in or have any patience for jealousy, my own or uh, anyone neither. else's. Me neither. Uh, that. Um, that I, that I that I that I actually that I also that I I don't want to have to pretend that I'm not a, a sensitive person who get who can be hurt just like someone else can, and so I want to be able to have conversations around that that are not demeaning to either party. Can can you can you microdose that and put that into one complete sentence? <laughs> uh, Please don't hurt me, and if you do, be willing to have a conversation about it that doesn't involve. Con- hurting each other more so that, well, no one should intentionally hurt i know but that's what i'm saying that's how well you have conversation and then the, how about maybe uh have an adult conversation about communication with the ability to be able to understand that same people basic. have difference of opinions and be able to communicate the difference of opinions instead of being argument it is a act of if she wants me to make my sentences shorter it's <laughs> I just want you to make them a little bit more streamlined, but I know that I'm guilty as fuck. And then the third one is read my fucking book. <laughs> that's boring. My, that's boring. Our, but that is my. I think it'd be better like like <laughs> suck my dick or something. I mean, no, no. I would so much rather that someone read my book than suck my dick. How about they read your book and suck your dick? I'll. But you can't say that on radio. I'll, no, I'll take it. <laughs> I will definitely take that. Yes. I mean, that's me. That's like a. That is a fucking given, given. That's like a, eating your cake and sucking on the cherry too. And I appreciate sure you can't write, put anything on it. All of this, is, is, all this, this is going in. All of this is going in. No, it's not going. This is with a parental you can't, warning. You can't put this shit on there. Oh yes, I can. Well, can you? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Now yeah. you just opened up Pandora's box. Well. Uh... <laughs> anyway, so I'm done with my questions. Now that, I, we got so... my, now that we got my self-indulgence out of the way. I do believe. Uh, okay. My car. You know, I didn't I, mean to lose my car. No, that's okay. I, uh, I, I think. It's actually, not okay. But that's just the way it happened. Pardon me. I, I, I want to just tell you one f- memory I had right before I played that song. So, okay. uh, I remember being at an event in Seattle in a park where we were all on acid at Tiggerfest. And Tigger I'm going to ask you another question t- after this, and then we can be done. I promise. Okay. Go ahead. At Tiggerfest, this festival to Tigger. Yes, yes. And yes. Yes, yes. I, at one point, a particularly intense, you know, almost like, you know, where the acid turns on you moment, I was hanging out with someone and the guitar showed up and I played that song for someone who was sitting there, just some, some dude who was also having his moment. And that was one of those rare times of playing music when I was not playing music for people. And it was a, that, and playing that song. And he was like, it was, a, uh, he was very encouraging. He was like, wow, man, that's a really cool song. And it was, a, it was an important time. It was an important little moment, like a one more figure in the picture moment of someone reflecting that back. And, I, and one of my big memories from that, that, uh, that day in the park was you and your, I think you were dressed in some sort of weird tutu. tutu. Yeah, you were just dressed in a tutu. Yeah, so there you go. It looked a little bit like a retard, but it worked out. I wouldn't use that word, but sure. So, um, 
um, I don't know if you have any more questions for me. Um, I think we're, I think, uh, well, I, I guess the only other thing I would say is where can people find out about your photography and get you to make them look great? Well, um, it's hard. It's always hard for me to kind of promote myself. Uh, it feels a little awkward, you know. Well, feel awkward, but do it because we want. I want people oh, I'm to gonna, know. I'm gonna awkward. I'm gonna awkward the fuck out of this. Already succeeding. <laughs> out of sight. I'm taking a look at Sarah Takako Skinner. Sorry, you're, whatever you're doing right now, you're getting cut out. You need to... I know, right? I can't hear fuck all, can you? Yeah, try that again. Speak into the mic and we'll hear that. You can come on a mic. Uh, you can see my work at uh, S-A-R-A-H. She is in Tom Skinner, S-K-I-N-N-E-R.com. So it's SarahTSkinner.com. Um on Facebook, it's Sarah Takako Skinner. And I don't know, fucking Instagram, it's Sarah Takako. But um, one thing that I would like to say about your photo shoot that I think is one of the reasons why that photo shoot was just, in my opinion, some of those photos were just breathtaking, especially the ones that you chose for your album cover. You and I worked together and you let go. And we gave each other the permission for you and I to let go so that you could let go. And what you did was phenomenal. And you trusted me. And I trusted you. And together, we created art. And that was our intention. And it's beautiful, and it is beautiful, and it was beautiful, and it will always be beautiful. Those photographs are, they come from the heart. Yeah. And I'm proud to, uh, I'm proud to have worked with you. Very proud to have worked with you. I'm proud to know you. All right. Well, so I guess as uh, as far as marketing goes, I don't know, Facebook being Sarah Takako Skinner, and the website is sarahtskinner.com. And it's hard as fuck for me to market my shit. Well, I'll just leave the part where you, uh, right up until you say yeah. that, and then it'll be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just, so. you just cut that. Shit just take that moment of either weakness that. right out of there. Sarah. Either that, or, either that or put it in. Yeah. And say she's human. Well. Now we have to leave it in because you said something cool afterwards. <laughs> so. No, that was my intention. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio April Show.
chocolate cake And she's just the crumbs You are a dozen long stem roses And she's three wilted moms You're champagne on ice And she's just warm flat beer But you've to Chicago You'd have nothing to fear You would have nothing to fear But you moved to Chicago And she's still here Yeah, you moved to Chicago And she's still here Yeah, you moved to Chicago